Welcome back, Somerville, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast. I'm your host, Yeagy Smith, and you're listening to the podcast where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. This week, we have as our guest on the show, longtime Somervillian, and actually we grew up, I mean, as the crow flies, two houses away from each other. That's right. Even though, you know, I had to ride my bicycle, well, all of 60 seconds right. to go around the block. But Gil Gatch, welcome, Gil. Thanks welcome. for having me. Glad that you're here. Glad to be here. So let's see. We moved, my family moved home to Somerville in the summer of like spring of 89, built the house. So I was eight. Right. And I think you and I met at the Baptist Church VBS. Right. Doing that thing. Right. Somerville Baptist. Yeah. Right. You know, which is literally a block away. Down the street. You yeah. know, down the street from both of us. And I remember playing uh, Mega Man and then <laughs> Super Soakers. Right. You know, all those, of that stuff. Those were good times. Back in the day. Yeah. Back before Gadsden had been repaved. That's true. What's just <laughs> happened. <laughs> so talk about, talk, just share with us part of your story. You know, I know you, you do a lot. You're, you're active in the political scene here with, with different campaigns. You're, you're in law school up in Columbia. Y'all moved home to Somerville just a couple of years ago. Right. You know, how'd you get to, and, and I did not know. Because I was homeschooled back in the day, but right. also a football star. Star is maybe a maybe with, maybe, maybe with a lowercase <laughs> s. <laughs> there you go. A little a little s star. Yeah. Well, sure. I can say a little bit about where I've been and um, where I am now. I'm I'm in D.C. at law school at Georgetown okay, Law School. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. I started off my first year um, in Columbia and transferred. Okay, up. that's what I remember. Yeah, when that's you right. Started. So okay. you were right about that. But um, yeah, grew up in Somerville. Mom and dad. Um, sort of active in the community, active at Somerville Baptist Church. Uh, Dad has always been here. Mom uh, grew up on a farm and uh, came to Somerville for teaching. So my mom, I think everyone knows Margaret Gatch or Maggie Gatch. You know, uh, if you haven't had her for sixth grade English, you know people who have. (laughs) Um, So that was just the beginning of my life. Mom and dad, the church, and got involved in, like you said, football. I don't think I was a star, but um, I, you know, I just saw Coach McKissick yesterday, actually, in the, in the uh, at, at Harris Teeter. Wow! And he's like, "Look at you!" I'm like, "Look at you!" <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Um, it, it was fun catching up with him. But I uh, got into music. My brother and I were, you know, in the sort of music scene. And, music scene of the '90s. Yeah, but, like everybody. It was fun. I don't know what kind of music we played, really, but we had a little bit of success with the band The Falls Lost. Um, our, uh, I guess our claim to fame, really, was that Eric Bass, who is now the bass player and producer for Shinedown, he was our producer and our guitar player. And so that's like my connection nice. to the, you know, the music industry. Um, and actually, Lance and his wife, London, are now signed to a label as well. They're doing Christian music for a label. I don't know what, which label it is. I think it's connected to Sony, maybe. But Lance and London uh, are doing their thing. There's so, only like three labels that actually, that own everybody else. That's so, right. You know. So they're connected to something. <laughs> but um, So I uh, love the music deal. That was great. Um, but I was really trying to fig- figure out like who I kind of like mm-hmm. who I was and what I wanted to do. I didn't really know. And before I could decide, um, I kind of got swooped up in a church plant. Um, I had at that time joined Seacoast Church out of Mount Pleasant and was one of their worship leaders and a pastor from the church 
asked me if I would be his worship leader in Charlotte. So in 2005, before I finished my degree, uh, wow, interesting choice for me to not finish my degree. I only had like 20 something hours left to finish my biology degree. I, I look back on it thinking like, why did my parents let me do that? But <laughs> They believed in me. They supported me. We went up to they Charlotte. They probably knew they couldn't stop you. I guess that's true. I'm pretty hard-headed. Um, so I went up to Charlotte. We started a church and, uh, you know. Now, a church plant for listeners who are not familiar. I mean, I know what the term means, but a church plant for y'all who are not familiar with that term, it's basically like a church startup. Exactly. Going someplace to start up a church from, from nothing. Exactly. Like you're planting a seed in the ground. A church plant. Plant a seed and helping it grow. Exactly right. It's right. Um, It's very kind of difficult because you have to it's intense yeah the, there's money issues there's people issues of course yeah. it's volunteer based so pay is not great no it's it's <laughs> uh it, it was an adventure and i learned a lot through that um but long story short as i became sort of like an executive pastor of this church it was about three thousand people and um at that point was realizing that what am i going to do with the rest of my life is is church the career path that I want to take for the rest of my life. And uh, my wife, Heather, and I were talking about it. And I really, for the first time, chose something for me that wasn't connected to what somebody else thought I was good at, um, like with regards to music mm, or yes. being a pastor or something like that. I really just wanted to do something that, as a family, this is what we could see ourselves doing for the long haul. And that's right. why I got into to law and started going to... Um, law school and now, I have question, one more year left. So did you finish your undergraduate degree? I did. I, I ended point? up I did. I guess that would be important before <laughs> law school. Um I ended up going to a seminary in Charlotte, Southern oh, Evangelical one? Southern Evangelical Seminary. Okay. Yeah, and uh it's it's heavily sort of philosophy apologetics based. Okay. Norman Geisler, um he sort of the the starter of the school. He's sort of the godfather, if you will, of apologetics. Um super amazingly smart man. And I actually worked for his protege, whose name is Frank Turek. While right. I was in school, um, he wrote a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, um, <laughs> which is kind of a funny title. He also has a great book, Frank does, called uh, Stealing from God, Why Atheists Need God to Make Their Case, um, which I highly encourage people to read. They really, um, they will really start you down a path thinking certain things that, I don't know, maybe you haven't thought in that way before, sort of challenging some of the predispositions that you might have, but that was really eye-opening as well. So yes, I did finish undergrad. Um, nice. You don't have to report me to Georgetown. <laughs> I, do, I do have a degree um, in religion, and so I uh, now will be what I'm. I'm 12 months out from taking the bar, being graduated from law school, and uh, having a job. So I can't wait. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. That's, that's going to be big. I'm excited. That's going to be big. Yeah. I know your your internship is at. Please help me out with the name of the firm. Okay, I was, so. I, I split the summer this okay. summer like I did last summer. This summer, um, I came back uh, for a second uh, for a second time at Nelson Mullins Riley Scarborough, and uh, the other half was Womble Bond Dickinson. They used to be Womble Carlisle, um, okay. and that was a lot of fun. Um, you always make some great relationships when you when you're in positions like that, not just with the associates and the partners, but also with the other people who are sort of in the same position right. as you and. You know, you kind of, I don't know, well, you so have these like, bonds like for a while. On, on the job training. Oh, it's very much on the job And you build relationships yeah. that you can lean on for support or questions. Absolutely. You know, moving forward in Absolutely. the field. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, and we have a lot of funny stories too. So Now, I know also that, um, let's see, you have also been very active. Now, this is not a political podcast, listeners. 
you know, whether you are going to vote Republican or Democrat, honestly, doesn't make much difference to me. I, I think it's a good idea to vote. I think it's a very good that idea would, to vote. That would be helpful. Not Please gonna, vote. Not going to tell you how to vote or what to believe. But you've been active in several campaigns here locally. Sure. Uh, how'd you get started with that? It's really my wife's fault. I'm going to blame Heather for this. Heather? Yeah. It's all her fault. So basically before mom and <laughs> mom and dad got in a wreck. So I was interning at Senator Scott's office in DC. Heather had a huge corporate job with Nordstrom based out of the Tyson's corner store. And, um, mom and dad had visited us for about two weeks up in DC. And on the way home, it was, it was really horrible. Actually. I was on the phone with my parents when they got in this horrible oh car. Gosh. Yeah. I was on the phone with her. It was just like, all of a sudden she was screaming and there was crunching of metal and glass. I could hear it shattering. And, um, and my mom's my my grandmother passed away in a car wreck actually um, when and I was three. On the phone, you think, like, and I'm oh like I'm God. witnessing my parents dying right now. On the phone. So it was, so mom had broken her hip. It was That's hor a horrific. horrific experience. Yeah. yeah, it was something quite um, unpleasant, uh, for lack of a better word. But oh my gosh. my um, that was so mom had broken her hip and dad was pretty banged up as well. And I uh, Heather and I decided to to move home. Um, so we moved in with mom and dad. Um, we had a house. That's Leading up to when I asked you to help us find a house. Right. Yeah. That's what we connected. You were out <laughs> exactly. on the run. I was like, um, yeah, we're living with mom and dad. This is great. <laughs> we have to move. But um, so we moved. So I wanted to go to Georgetown from the beginning. But with mom and dad's situation, I just went to South Carolina and decided, you know what? Maybe we'll let's look. We'll see what happens in a year. Maybe the Georgetown dream can happen. Right. But um, we. Uh, Mom, mom and dad recovered, which was great. And, you, uh, Jesus. and, and so what leading to your question about the political campaigns, Yeah, when we, I'm sorry, just on that is like yeah. when we first connected for, for, for your house, like I had no idea that your parents had been in an yeah. accident and the conversations I've had with them, they seem, you know, super, super okay. Yeah. Well, mom still cannot get into a yeah. car. Like to this day, she yeah. she has a hard time even getting into a car, and if it's raining, just forget about it. Like she'll oh have goodness. to pull over sometimes because can you imagine that traumatic yeah. experience? It's crazy. But um, so Heather, back to why everything's Heather's fault. Um, and I say that in a joking way. She said, "Gil, you need to get a job." And I'm thinking to myself, "What are you talking about? You know, it's April. I have until August to chill, to read, for fun, to do. I mean, you know, we've always worked mm -hmm. just ragged. You know, we." We never sit idle. We're always. I've been doing working something. crazy. Like, can, can, yeah, I, need, I, exactly. can I take a month? Exactly. So I was like, babe, like, really, just for a second. She said, no, you need to get a job. If I'm working, you're working. I'm like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so I um, was back from a run. I was on Facebook and I saw this little sponsored ad pop up, a banner, um, and it said Katie Arrington for South Carolina House Seat 94. And I said, that's my house seat. This is great. I'll just volunteer, you know, and that'll be like, hey, Heather, I'm volunteering for <laughs> hey, stuff. Hey, I'm, I'm helping here. <laughs> yeah, look. I have is, a job. Yeah. Pay's not great, but I have a job. It's Yeah, pay's terrible, but <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. So I ended up calling this number and left a message and said, hey, you know, Katie, you don't know who I am. I interned for Senator Scott for a little bit, and I've never done anything political as far as the campaign trail goes, but I would love to help you set up chairs or distribute information flyers whatever you know just right. i'd love to volunteer and just kind of get involved so what i didn't know is that when she got that message katie when she got that message she was in the car with a girl 
who had been a fan of the Falls Lost, which is really weird. I didn't know we had what? fans. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fan. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that must be the person who buys our CDs. <laughs> so um, she was like, you don't know Gil. You have to call him back because I guess she listened to the message when she yeah. was in the car. So like, she oh, called you, me back. You need to call this person back. Yeah, which this was really great. This is not just great. some random yeah, dude. Tristina, it's, uh, it's really, thank you for her for telling Katie to call me back. So Katie called me back. We had a meeting over at Coastal Coffee Roasters, and she asked me to be her, basically her campaign manager. And I wanted to just reiterate to her, I don't have any whoa, experience. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'd like... <laughs> I'm just I, I thought I was gonna set up chairs. Yeah, I, I have zero experience. <laughs> I, Let me I'm be here clear. for the assistant to the manager position. Th- that's exactly what I thought I was in <laughs> store for. But she uh, believed in me, and we worked, uh, you know, really hard. I mean, we didn't really nobody gave us a chance because our opponent was very established in the community. She was a very um, capable candidate, really. Uh, Carol is a wonderful, wonderful lady who. Uh, would have done really, really great in the position. We just thought we had a, a vision and sort of a fire that was something that was special for, for Somerville. Right. And so we just kind of knocked on doors, man. The hot summer heat. And we ended up we ended up winning a race that nobody really gave us a chance. Um, so uh, that was really kind of an accident. And um, I didn't do much this time around. But it, I saw history sort of repeat itself where people didn't really give Katie a chance, especially against Mark Sanford, who... Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, an icon, a political yeah. heavyweight. Everybody knows his name. Yeah, he's he's a guy who's he knows everything about the politics in D.C. and in South Carolina. And nobody really gave us a chance because he's never lost a race. But we ended up, you know, winning. And uh, yeah, you know, by I I believe that by God's will, by God's glory, you know, His mercy, Katie's gonna hopefully win and um, that's awesome. Do a great job for South so Carolina exciting. District One. Yeah, so, so like, that's my little accident. So much crammed in. Yeah. To the past three years, it's amazing. It was, yeah. It's been fun to look back and see how God's worked things together for good. So that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, Gil. Well, we want to jump into the the advice giving sure. section of <laughs> the show. It is called Somerville Advice Givers, and you know we were talking uh, earlier. You have like these three components sure. that you've been doing, uh, church planting, law school, political campaigns. If you can, from those three perspectives, pull a piece of advice that you could share with the listeners. Now, remember, we're just regular people. Now, what's something that, that a regular person could take to improve their life? Yeah. Well, the way I was thinking about it when you gave me the questions, I started off with the law school thing because that was the most, yeah. I guess, I don't know. It's, it's the thing that's sort of fresh. Um, if you're thinking about going into law school, I think it's a great profession. Um, I am super excited about it. I love reading the law, and I don't just mean reading the law about things that are in the in the media. Um, there are so many interesting things, especially in South Carolina, with regards to property. And as you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember before when you were helping us find this house. There's this little place over on Gadsden, and um, it's still. I think it's still open. There's no. It's like a lot that was for sale. And um, you said something. I said, well, why isn't that sold yet? And you said something about an easement. And at the time, having not gone to law school yet, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> now I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And there's so much more, especially with regards to the coastal lands and things like that. I mean, there's just so much fun stuff. If you like to learn, law school is so awesome. You can pick and specialize. And I say all that being excited but having this major caveat, if you don't love to learn and if you don't love to read and if you do not love to write, <laughs> do not go to law school. 
It is not for you. We're telling you right now. Don't do it because litigation and the idea in the sense of being in court and standing before the judge and objecting and all that. <laughs> Those happens. Perry Mason shows that that does not set you up well. It doesn't. It, it That's can it. happen. <laughs> it does happen. Obviously, it does happen. But it happens such a small percentage of the time. Right. If you want to be in law, I say go for it. But you have to love the law. It's Don't reading, love the idea yeah. of the law. Don't love the idea in your mind. Love the idea that you love reading and writing. Yeah. Um, so the other one little quick thing about law school is, is it's all about your first year. Everything is about your first year. So okay. if you don't... Um, if you want to like be lazy one of the years or one of the semesters, just make sure that you wait to be lazy that first Don't year, do it your first year. That you first year, it. the grades are the most important for the first year. Um, every good thing that's happened to me um, with regards to jobs and people looking at me like I'm, you know, like I'm a smart person. If, you know, whatever they think, you know, I've, I've got them all fooled. It's all based <laughs> on my grades that first year. Yeah. You know, I did pretty well and how many years is law school it's only three it's, it's three but everything's based really yeah. on that first i mean in if you go to smaller schools um like south carolina for example your first semester even though you get jobs and opportunities off of your first semester i mean i got my first job at nelson mullins not because of my first year grades but because of my first semester grade first semester oh we're looking for people like you yeah so i mean you just got to really keep that in mind nice um, so, okay. That's law politics. I don't know. I mean, there are so many people out there to give political advice. I, I'll give you this about politics. I think that in the business of politics is really like the business of so many other things. It's the business of people mm -hmm. and we're selling, uh, a mission or we're selling an idea or we're selling not like a, you know, a tangible thing that you can like take home with you, but it's, it's tangible in the sense of like, it's in your heart and you're excited about it. I think you have to love people in that regard. And I don't know who said it. I think maybe Mark Twain said it or something that the secret to success is sincerity. If you can fake that, you've got it made. Mm. So I, I don't, I don't say fake. <laughs> I don't think you should fake it. But at the end of the day, like you have to let people feel that you're, that what they're seeing behind your eyes isn't like an agenda driven thing right. that you really actually care about them or you care about the things that they care about too. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to be from Somerville and the first district of South Carolina and say, we love this place. Um, sometimes uh, you just have to really connect with those people and let them see that it's not personal gain that I'm after. Right. This is something like I'm trying to lift us up together. Um, and just One of the core, the, well, the only core value that I have at, like on the business side is empathy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that... Being able to put myself in my client's situation and understand what they're going on, what they're going through. Yeah. If I can do that legitimately, like everything else is going to line up. Sure. I'm going to want their best interest, want to protect them. Yeah. You know, and, and I, it's sincerity is a part of that. If you're being sincerely empathetic, like, okay, this is what you're going through. It's not my situation, but I understand the emotional impact, the economic impact, the all the different impacts that sure. are going on in life. You have to. Yeah. And people, that's what people are looking for, I think, more than anything. I, I, I think you're right. I think that there's fear attached to the unknown. Oh, yeah. I don't think that avoiding the fear aspect in people's hearts is a good idea. Mm -hmm. I think that if you can acknowledge the fear. It's like, I don't know either. Exactly. <laughs> we both don't know. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to try and figure it out. Yeah. And th and that's a good segue into um the pastoral, I guess, side of things is being real with people. I um 
I accidentally, you know, everything, you know, a lot of things in my life have been an accident. I, I don't want to, it's really just a God <laughs> thing. Honestly, I, I can't really take credit for anything good that's ever happened in my life. Um, to be, to be really, to be really honest, but the, um, I was, I was, I was, um, uh, teaching kids guitar lessons. I, I had like a little a side business. I was teaching guitar lessons and it ended up turning into like a life coaching thing. Cause the parents saw me with the kids and they were like, you know what? The guitar stuff is cool, but we'd really just like for you to help like influence our kids and talk to them about the things that they're, they're kind of going through. Mm-hmm. It was really, really interesting. I complete, complete accident. And then, and it also sort of, it led into doing that with adults. Yeah. So now I kind of have this random thing where people ask me for advice and really it comes out of the pastoral heart thing where yeah. we're talking about your fears. We're talking about your feelings. We're understanding who you are as a person, the things that really make you tick. Everybody, there are a lot of similarities with sort of people types out there. Um, like the, the Myers-Briggs assessments, there, Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of similarities, but there are little things about people that you can get to know. And I think that um, from the pastoral side, just kind of like um, knowing self is so important. Mm-hmm. Yep. When we talk about decision making, and, and I just had an, um, you know, Brad at Coastal Coffee, which yeah. by the way, you had a huge part. Do you remember that? I'm not do, sure. I so do. you came over. So this is. So I didn't know Brad. I mean, I had been gone. Like so, oh, Brad yeah. and Coastal yeah. Coffee. They they were. This yeah. place was amazing. Yeah, they popped up after you and I. Before yeah. you and I got back, exactly. And so I was drinking Folgers. <laughs> oh, remember? Yes. Now I, you're like, I'm like, you have an amazing. You have the you Technovorm no, coffee no, no. maker. We have to let your listeners understand okay. what you yeah. did. I offered you coffee. It was already done. It had been made. Yeah. And when you found out that it was Folgers, like, you I'm, didn't even drink it. I'm sorry. I'm not. You're like, and then you got me some free coastal coffee, and then <laughs> I met Brad, and now Brad and I are like, you know, c- cigar buddies, and like, you know, it's like, all that. dude, uh, you, you cannot drink Folgers coffee. Yeah, you were and be ingrained in Somerville. You anymore. cared about me. It it wasn't like all my fault. I had been gone, but no, you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't. So know. thank you for helping me. Uh, I can, Brad, we love you so much. Yeah, and I'm indebted to you, uh, Yaden, for helping me with that. But basically, um, something that just happened. A friend of Brad's asked me for some advice. There was a lot of things going on, and and really the the issue is just knowing yourself. Like at the end of the day, when you make a decision, the worst thing that can happen is that you look back on that decision and you spend all of this time. Now that the decision is over, and you're second guessing the decision mm-hmm. the whole time. Yep. Then it's like yep. you're frozen. You're paralyzed. You can't move. That's the. It's just so. Sometimes what I, I do is help people look at themselves so when they make the yes. decision, they move on. Because sometimes it's not about like which decision is right. It's figuring out what's right for that person so that they continue to progress as they move forward. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, oh, my gosh. So anyway, it's just – so that's kind of the advice that I would have from a, as a pastor. Like when you're making decisions, know yourself so well or try to get people who know you, you know, be sweet about it. You know, tell me the things yeah. about me that I need to know. <laughs> So that when you make the decision, I, I don't want not, the constructive criticism. I just I, I need help here. Yeah. So the, those I guess if those are three pieces of advice oh that anybody gosh. can do anything with. Uh, I love good luck. that last one because yeah. I, I see it, I see it in business all the time where it matters who says it, and people believe the internal voice more than anything else. Right. You know. Uh, well, they can't shake it. Is right. The problem. They can't. Right. And it doesn't matter what a trusted advisor, be it you know finances, attorney, realtor, whatever the industry is, is saying, the real G, the real key is to ask the right questions, so that the person's internal voice starts to give them the answer 
that's the best one for them. And they trust it. Yeah. If they're not trusting the little, I don't know, that little voice inside of them, they're going to be, they're, they're just going to be running in circles. Yeah. And that doesn't, that doesn't just go for business. I think that goes for marriage as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes there's disagreements that you will have with your, your spouse if you're a normal Only human being. Only sometimes, though. Only yeah. sometimes. <laughs> just a limited <laughs> just amount once a week. of conflict. Once a week. But you have to, it's the same thing with your spouse. You know, you, you want to be able to trust each other and trust your own voice to where, like, you're not running around in circles and, you know, you're, you're moving forward. And I think what you said yeah. is exactly right. So. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Okay, Gil, we're going to jump in next next segment. Okay. We call it Final Four. Final we Four. Got, we got four final questions. So question one. When you, when you pause from everything you have going on, what do you do for fun? I, I pause, actually. You pause. That's my fun. Heather and I love to sit on our front porch. If you guys are ever on South Laurel Street, come by and, and hang out. Um, we got friends like the Leviners. Uh, you know, Brad Mallet and company come over. You, you, yeah, were, you I've as se- well. I've seen y'all. I've seen y'all yep. sitting out on the porch when I'm, you know, out for an afternoon or evening run. Absolutely, we just love to hang out on the porch. Um, we'll have a glass of wine. Sometimes we'll have a cigar or smoke a pipe, and we just talk. We talk about life. Yeah. Uh, we talk about philosophy. We talk about just whatever's on our minds, and um, it's a safe place. And that's what we do for fun. We love people, and we love. I love obviously, that. we love this town too. So, um, just being a part of the town is really what we do for fun. Taking a little little pause. Yep. What what do you do when you pause? That's what we do. Yeah, we pause. We pause. <laughs> and exactly. we breathe and we, we connect with people. I love that. All right. So in the next twelve months, yeah. I, I, I have a guess. Yes. What <laughs> what are you most excited about in the next twelve months? Right. Well, I <laughs> I um I'm I had a really great opportunity last semester. I worked at the Heritage Foundation in D.C. and the Legal Center, the, the Judicial and Legal Center over there. And um, I'm going to be involved in mentoring uh, the men, uh, the, the intern men that are coming up. So I'll nice. have that. I'll be sort of like a, you know, the, I don't know, the little, the, 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 the man person who gives advice on the problems people i don't know like a counselor i guess i don't know he'll be sitting Unofficial. on the mountaintop with his very long beard <laughs> yeah i wish i had a beard but <laughs> um yeah so i guess like an unofficial counselor to the intern so i'm really really excited about that the heritage foundation is a wonderful place and not trying to plug them but i um just personally like i learned so much about i know it is a one particular it's, it's a conservative view but there are some really great articles if you just go to heritage i think it's heritage.org and you just read the three minute blurbs it's you learn so much about things that are going on and i didn't really discover that until later i wish i had discovered that earlier um so i'm really excited about that and then as we move on i will i will be um graduating from law school at georgetown i will hopefully you know lord willing pass the bar <laughs> and um i've accepted i hear pres- you only get like three tries I, I think it's, yeah, and let's just not it. talk about the three tries. <laughs> it's just going to, let's just say we're going to be done the first try. Oh, you're going to crush it. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate you're that. You're going to crush it. Um, and then I've accepted a position uh, as a clerk um, for a judge uh, starting in August. So um, August, from a year from now, I'll, I'll be working with the judge uh, here in the low country. That's awesome. So I can't wait. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited. Good for you. All right. Question three. Yes. With all this advice that people somehow seek you out for, <laughs> what's a good way for listeners to, you know, follow what you're doing to, to stay in touch with sure. you? Sure. Um, 
the disclaimer is is that if anything goes wrong, I apologize because <laughs> like guys, we're we're just we're just sitting behind two microphones there it is. having a conversation. Yeah. This um, is not legal advice. No. This is like, you know, I'll ask some questions. Yeah, it's things that have uh, worked well for me. But I'm on Twitter. Um my name is pretty unusual. So everything, if you just type in my name, you'll probably find me. It's Gil G I L Gatch G A T C H. So um at Gil Gatch, Gil Gatch at Gmail. Um, Facebook, same, same kind of thing. Yep. Uh, Instagram, same kind of thing. Um, I, I like Twitter a lot. So, um, if there was one way I'd say Twitter or Facebook, Twitter. sometimes Facebook, I get off of Facebook, you know, sometimes I'll like deactivate Everybody my account. Does. Everybody do, goes but, to the deactivation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Twitter, I'm always on there. So nice. Yeah. All right. So question four. Yeah. What's a parting piece of advice that you can leave with the listeners? Parting piece of advice. I would say don't trust, um, your feelings all the time. I know some people, and in being a pastor, this was huge. I mean, certain people would say, well, I just don't feel like I'm in love with him, or I just don't feel like I'm in love with her, um, or I just don't feel God, or I don't really feel like paying my bills. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I appreciate your feelings. Let's talk about those for a few minutes. I hear what you're feeling. It's okay to feel that way. Because let's be honest, feelings aren't imaginary. I don't feel like paying my bills either. Well, this is something that's so important. Feelings are real. Absolutely. And you have to, you have to get through those, na- navigate through those feelings. Okay. But at the end of the day, sometimes feelings aren't really wisdom. Right. And I, and I think that if we can pause and not make bizarre or horrible decisions in the midst of our emotionally charged moment, mm-hmm. and we can sort of take a step out. I, I don't know how you take a step out of the emotionally charged moment. It, it may be different for everyone. But take a step out or pause. Don't make a decision. Something. Just stop and then wait and then really make the decision based on wisdom. I mean, wisdom would say, like, based on my past, based on my present, and based on where I want to go in the future, mm-hmm. what makes the most sense? Right. I mean, and sometimes it's risk. I mean, that doesn't mean don't be risk takers. But sometimes we make the dumbest decisions because we weren't feeling something in a moment. Yeah. And we don't even consider, based on our past, presence, and future, what's the best decision for me right now that's not going to just affect me but you're probably connected to some people yep. i mean the people listening to this podcast probably mm-hmm. have families children right. you really have to consider no, you that you don't so, make decisions in a vacuum you do not nobody Every, does it's so true so i would just say feelings i don't know check them just check them i'm not saying don't check your feelings exactly we're not talking about like that 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 gut feeling of like something's wrong here yeah, pay attention to it. Yeah, definitely. Pay attention. To it. It's yeah. like it's like, man, I'm just uh, that kind of funk. Like, meh. yeah, exactly. I'm it's, not really feeling it. Exactly. It's like, yeah. well, guess what? If you're not feeling it, S C E and G is gonna feel their way to turn your electricity off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I, I guess that's I like the that. most. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good. That's good. Okay, bonus yeah. round. Okay, bonus round. What? Don't overthink this. From that <laughs> gut hard instinct. It's hard for me to hard for me to overthink anything. <laughs> What is what is keeping you sane right now? Keeping me sane? What's what's saving your life? Um, yeah. well, without getting right super overly spiritual about it, I mean, I'd say first, like my my wife, probably. There you I go. mean, she. I mean, anybody who knows her, the first thing they think is, um, why is she with Gil? That's <laughs> number <laughs> number one. Then the second thing they think when they meet her and talk to her is, really, why is she with Gil? <laughs> but she's just. I mean, she's awesome. She's understanding and she's beautiful and she cares about me and she supports me and you know I'm think about where I am right now it takes a special kind of of woman Mm -hmm. to let a 37 year old go back to school hundreds of miles away 
Yeah, I mean that that's a special. Right. This takes a special person, but um, we both, uh, you know, through prayer and um, and honestly, you know, we do the prayer and fasting thing when big decisions come up. We pray yeah. and fast for a while, and we just felt a peace about you know God's direction in this way, and uh, the fact that she's on board with this. I mean, what keeps me sane is uh, the love that she has for me. That's for awesome. sure. Yeah. So I totally hear you. Yeah. That's fantastic, Gil. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For your time today. Thank you not only for your time here, but for the time that you've invested in Somerville oh, yeah. since you've been back. I can't wait to see the increase of the impact that your family is going to have here. Because well, this is a great place, and it's a, it's a great place because of people like y'all. I appreciate that. We, we love being here. We so, love being a part of the fabric of this community, too. So, Listeners, Somerville is amazing because of listeners like y'all. People who are having an impact in the community, making life better, and doing good things. If you like the show, if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're everywhere. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us some positive reviews. Help us spread the impact of what's going on in Somerville further. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Jaden Smith. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.